CBS again. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Office Alley, y'all. This is Freddie B, your host. Got a question for you. What happens when you mix when you mix equal parts of author? entrepreneur, business person, ghostwriter, and then all-around awesome person? If you want to know the answer, well, you got to stick, stick around. Literary. We talk. We talk to the hottest authors. We talk to the hottest. We talk to the hottest writers. We talk to pretty much everybody that's in the literary field. And boy, 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 have I got a good one for y'all tonight. But before we go into any of that, man, let's let me do a couple of let me do some house cleaning real quickly. Um, continue to follow us and like us on on all our social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere that we're at. Um, like and follow us there. And then we got a YouTube channel. So do me a favor. Go to the YouTube channel. Um, take a look at a couple of videos. And if something sparks your interest or something that you resonate with, 
Hit that subscribe button and hit turn on the bell notifications for us, man. And do also do me another solid follow us on, on our website, www.trailblazerradio.net, uh, where you get on where you get up the latest information um to what we got going on and what we got and what we're doing. Uh, big shout out to uh, my host, um Coco Fenton, the Tay Harris Gooden, also known as LHG, and my sis Quit Jones, man. We are everybody's doing big things up in here and we and we will continue to bring you content that matters content that moves content that motivates content that inspires and content that most definitely blesses your soul but right now look here i'm i'm excited I'm so I'm, I'm excited to have this young lady in the building with me man i've been <laughs> it's been a it's been a it's been a minute since i got since i had some since we had somebody here that's multi-talented and multi-faceted and i ain't gonna front i ain't gonna front with y'all i ain't gonna front with y'all i've been trying i've been trying i've been trying to get i've been trying to get this this lady up in this, up in this space for a while and no she wasn't she ain't but she knows she was she hasn't been dodging me that's not the case that's not, not the thing she's extremely busy with all the things that she does so without any further to do y'all let me just let me just let me just tell y'all what this lady is, what this lady do, y'all. This lady, she's an author with several books to her credit. She's a ghostwriter with several, with more stuff to her credit. She's an entrepreneur. She's the owner of two of two publishing, publishing, publishing geared towards women or geared towards men. Not to mention she does a whole bunch of other things, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But. Let me tell y'all something, man. It's it's an honor and a pleasure to have this. Let me just introduce y'all to this lady right here, man. Uh, wow, <laughs> this lady right here, talented, awesome. Look, Miss Takara, Miss Vet Wilson, man, author, entrepreneur, extraordinaire. Miss Vet Wilson in the building, man. Y'all give a warm Arthur's Alley welcome, please. He's and thank you. What's happening? What's happening? Okay, let's try this again. This I don't like. There we go. There she is. Oh boy. And we struggle for you today. Uh, we we gonna we gonna make we gonna make this happen though. We gonna make this happen. What's going on, sister? How are you? I'm good, and you? Another day in the office. Another day in the office. Absolutely. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are having some serious, serious connection issues, and I apologize for that. <laughs> let me try. Let me try something real quick, y'all, because this is not what I wanted when I. This is not what I asked for when I did what I wanted to do this, man. So uh, let me try something a little different here. 
I didn't want to do it this way, but we I might have to do it this way. So that way I won't be I won't be struggle streaming. So y'all bear with me. Give me a second. I apologize, y'all. So we we gonna get we gonna get this right. Give me a second. Hmm. We gonna try. We. Okay. This should be better. I hope, I'm hoping this is better. All right. Is this better? Please tell me it is. I can, can hear people, you. Can y'all hear me now? I can hear you. Good. Good, good, good. I'm glad somebody, I'm glad somebody can hear me up in this piece. <laughs> okay. Let's start this over. How are you doing? How you how how you doing? How you doing, Queen? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good, good, good. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. All right. So let's let's get let's get this thing. Let's get this thing started the right way. Cause uh and again, I I apologize, I apologize, Queen, but I apologize sis because wow, that's that's crazy. That's that's crazy because I, I that normally that normally doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I have because, such a yeah with me just <laughs> that no, that normally don't, that normally don't happen. You know what I mean? So I apologize for that. It's fine. Cool. Okay. So let's do this, man. Let's do this, shit, man. You're writing, jerk. Mm -hmm. Tell everybody. Tell a little bit. Tell everybody a little bit about that. Oh, my writing. Well. It started in 20, well, actually, it started in 2014, but I didn't release my first book until 2015. Um, you know what's crazy about that? I wrote my life story, but it didn't come out until 2016. Because my mentor back then, my publisher, God rest her beautiful soul, Ebony Oliver, she was like, oh, you're not ready, Zed. We're going to, you know, let you write more or introduce or slowly introduce yourself or your writing to your audience and then we're going to drop your life story so my writing is basically real life situations i don't bash anybody in my writing i don't expose anybody in my writing but i do write reality if that makes sense um i everything in my life Every situation or everything I see or something like that is an inspiration to my story. So whenever you read a Vet Wilson novel, you're getting a piece of me. Either I lived through that and went through that or I experienced that or I saw it or something like that or I was a witness to it. So. Wow. Dang. So. <laughs> 
So basically your writing is based off your own life experiences. Every last, you know, every 40, every last one of my 40 novels has a piece of me in it. Trust me. Wow. Wow. So where does this love of writing come from? Was it who, who, better yet, who influenced, who influenced you or who were, who were your influences? <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Maya Angelou, as is everybody. But no, when I say I love me some Maya Angelou, I love me some Maya. Specifically because I can relate to her story. A lot of people don't know this. She didn't speak for years when she was a kid. You know, a family friend sexually assaulted her. And she told and her uncles or whomever, you know, they murdered the man. And she thought that because she spoke on it, a man lost his life. So for a while, as a child, she was mute. But then when she started to speak again, amazing, 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 amazing words of wisdom came out of her mouth. So I can relate to that because I went through that. So I've been writing since I was, oh, my God. <laughs> I think my first short story I wrote when I was eight. And eight, eight years old? I was eight years old. I'm serious. I still have that. Um, basically, it was my escape. I was trying to escape the pains and the everything else of being a girl in a family that I don't want to speak on it, but let's just put it like this in the South. I'm from Mississippi, born and raised in the South. It's what goes on in this house stays in this house. And yep. I two parent household class. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of people think, Oh, you grew up with your mom and your dad and they were married and your father don't have any outside kids. You should be all put together. That's a lie. Trust uh, me. No. That's no. that's just it's just a stereotypical thing. But yeah, my love of writing was my escape when I was a little girl. When I was a little girl, I had such a big imagination. And a lot of my stories I brought with me from that young age. I was writing stories not of an eight-year-old, but I was writing short stories of uh, a teenager, 15, 16, 18 years old. So I've been writing for a long time, but I only had my work discovered, like I said, in the late, well, mid-late 2000s, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's, it's just, so born and, born and raised in Mississippi. Where, where did where did the move to Philadelphia come in? I don't live in Philadelphia, PA. I live, I want to say three hours. I live three hours from Philly. I actually live in a city called York, PA. What? What, 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 made, what, made, what made that move happen? <laughs> well, back to what I was saying about the childhood trauma. My right. uncle going on with me he is originally from mississippi too but he left he's my grandmother's brother he left in the 60s and he was in pennsylvania for a long time so when the early 90s came around he came to visit again 
I didn't know who he was because I was like a baby baby when, or I wasn't even a baby. No, I wasn't even born yet. The last time he came to visit, I was a baby. But when he left, I wasn't even conceived yet. But anyway, he came down, he visited, and I was a little girl. I don't know. I guess he felt something was wrong or his then wife felt something was wrong. And he asked my mom if he can take me back, bring me back to the city with him. And she said, yeah. Um, me as a mom nowadays, I would never. You not gonna, I don't care if you the president, you're not going to take my child nowhere. But anyway, she said, yeah. And me being a baby, a kid, you know, I was five. And um, I was scared. I didn't want to leave my mom. And I was holding on to her and I was like crying. I remember this so vividly. I was crying. I was scared because in my head, I was smart. I was a real smart kid. In my head, I'm thinking, wait a minute. I don't know this place. I don't know this man. Y'all say this my uncle, okay, but I don't know this man. What if he get me way away from my mom and do worse, you know? But that didn't happen that way. When I came here with my uncle in the early 90s, he has he had a daughter and me and her are first cousins so you know we were close in age right and i was so scared when i say i was scared i wouldn't eat i didn't eat for a while when i was here because i was used to being up under my mom even though the situation what i was living in nice beautiful home but i was going through all that trauma I'm thinking, that's a man. I don't care. That's my uncle. That's a man. He's going to do the same. But he did not. He did not. I was treated very good. I was I was put in school. I was raised. I was happy. And when him and my aunt would go to work, and me and my cousin would have, like, days off from school, they needed a babysitter. They would get some of their friends to watch us. And I kid you not. None of them tried anything. They were the sweetest people. They babysitted us. They fed us. They took care of us. And as I'm growing up here, in my head, I'm saying, these are strangers. Right. And they're me way better. And then I turned 13. And my mom wanted me to come home. And I had a whole fit. I was so scared. Because I was older now. And you know, going back around the same people. And when I came back home to Mississippi, it started back up. It got worse. And then, you know, I went down the wrong path or whatever. I, yeah, I was a teen mom. I, I dropped out of school in the 11th grade to take care of my firstborn. I was 14 when I got pregnant with him. I had him when I was 15. He was born with a rare heart defect. And, um, you know, they got good doctors in Mississippi, but Jackson, Mississippi couldn't take care of him because of his heart. Right. And I had to fly with my baby, a baby flying with a baby, all the way from Jackson, Mississippi to Chicago, Illinois, just so he can have heart surgery. And he had two of them before he was one. And um, I was 16. He passed away. He passed away a week after my birthday. He took his last breath in my arms. He was five months because 
Damn. Oh, yeah. I went through it. And I was by myself. And when I went to Chicago with him, I'm young. I'm a minor. 2003. I couldn't stay in no Ronald McDonald house that they got now for parents that's out of town and their babies get flown out to a specialty hospital. I couldn't do that because I was a minor for one. Two, I didn't have an adult with me. So I had to sleep in the, the lounge of the NICU of that Chicago hospital. And the social workers, they were so amazed because I was the youngest mother there, 16, 15 years old. And I didn't abandon my baby. I was right there with him. Right. Even healed from having him because that was my first child. So, of course, I had stitches or whatever. I could barely walk. So, I was there with my child. A baby there looking after a baby. And the social workers, they were so amazed. And one day, the social worker came and she was like, do you need anything else? Um, They was like, we've never seen this before. Usually, young moms your age, they give their babies up. They leave their babies in the trash. You're right here. I've never seen this before. And I said, can I have a pen and some paper? And she got it for me, and I wrote. And I wrote. And I wrote. Every day, I wrote. And I wrote. Some of the nurses and everything would read what I was writing, and they would just look at me like, you're here for a reason. Um, you're going through this for a reason. Right, you know, like, right. I'm I'm like, what are you talking about? Whatever. I'm hurting. I'm I'm alone. But now I know why. So when I write, I have a reason to. Uh, a, a good a good damn reason to actually. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, wow. So I mean to have to be impressed by Maya Angelo, right? Mm-hmm. To be influenced by Maya Angelo because let's just keep let's just keep it real she writes some she does write some powerful she she's written some powerful things absolutely some very very powerful things um a lot of things that she's written change has made a change for in our culture you know for the better so to to have that type of influence with someone like her yeah that to me that speaks a whole lot of volumes a whole lot of volumes, like so many. Like, okay, because most people will say this person, that person, but you, but when you said by Angelo, I'm like, oh, damn, heavyweight right now. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we not, we not, we not, buy, we not boxing with the, the lightweights and the strawweights. We, we up here with Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. Okay, cool. I like that. But, you know, now that you're, now that you're, now that you, you know, you, you've had, you had that experience. With mm-hmm. um, with your, with your son, and then you know as you moved forward, went through that experience, and then you know as you've had of you've had other children since then, right? Absolutely. Um, I gotta, I gotta ask you, you know, what keeps you motivated as a writer, you know? But that uh, because you, because you juggle you juggle all you juggle the first of all you juggle the responsibilities of a parent, and then you juggle the responsibilities of a woman, mm-hmm. and then on top of that you know there are other things that you there are other things that you juggle too. And I'm not gonna I'm, I won't I'm not gonna get into the specifics about that because you know that's that's way that's a private that's a private matter. But you juggle other things too. 
what motivates you to get with to get up when you get up in the morning to write to sit down and write a book or to write a song or to write you know write write anything i want to be heard and when i say that i'm going to say this a lot of people as they should i mean if this is your career and you need the money by all means get your hustle on get your bag i don't do it for the money i don't i was signed to a public publishing company for years and i would never accept the royalties and they were good i would say i don't want it i just want my my voice heard and i want to reach people um there's so much going on which makes me different from other authors you know because i want to help Obviously, you can't save the world. You're one person, but I want to help. If I can reach them through my, my, my words, or my voice, I'm going to do it. Um, I just want people to know that they're not alone. There's somebody right here that can empathize. Anything that somebody's going through right now, I guarantee you, I can empathize through it. And besides my baby. That's my motivation, and, you know, my will to live and fight, and, you know. You know, I'm battling stomach cancer stage two. So, and I'm 36 years old, and I was one of the ones, oh, I'm too young for that. Yeah, let me tell you something. Let me tell all y'all something. God will humble you, okay? <laughs> he will show you who's God. Let me put that out there. He will humble you so good. So just be mindful of how you're moving and what you're saying and what you're thinking, please. Because he Quickly. will. Help. So See, there's that. What, it, but that's the one thing, I, and I didn't want to say. It. I don't want to put that out there. Say that because. Hey. <laughs> because I, I, I wanted I wanted you to say I wanted you to put say that put that out there because I mean that's. That's that's a, that's a personal thing, you know. And we I think we all bad we all are battling stuff. Um, so. We're all but at the same time, you never know. One of your listeners or, or one of my listeners could be battling that. And I just, you never know. You never know. True that. And True I just that. want them to know, hey, you're not alone. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> you're well, not we, And we all battle something. We all mm -hmm. battle something. We're all we battling something. And it's and the way that what I, how I look at it, it's not about. It's not about how it's about it's not about how long you fight. Mm -hmm. It's about how you fight. Absolutely. Because you can fight long, you fight long and hard, you fight long and hard and still not get the headway. But to fight a battle and to win it, you have to think strategically. Absolutely. You gotta think, you gotta think like a warrior sometimes and be be like, okay, this is this is this is gonna be my this is my day. This is this is my objective. Let me get let me get this objective out the way and move on to the next objective. Was that objective done? Okay, next, next thing, next thing. I mean, for you to juggle all these things, right? You know what I'm saying? And then still find time to write stuff. Mm -hmm. That show that's a testament to your strength, your determination, your will to put out good, put out just good content. And and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell y'all, ladies and gentlemen. I've, I've read a, I've read a couple of her, her a couple of her little her masterpieces. 
and I and let's just say I am I am more I was more than pleasantly surprised. Thank you. More than pleasantly more than pleasantly surprised at that because as an author, I'm a read I'm a reader. I'm a reader. I'm a reader first and foremost. So mm. to read work like that, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think I found I think I found my found my next I found my next favorite author now. Oh my god, thank you. Yeah, I mean and you were you were you were you written a myriad of things, right? And I'm like she didn't put all this stuff out and still she still she still writes right. I mean <laughs> So I mean the, the, one of the one of the one of the things I did want to ask you because you because you not only do you write your own books, but you write for other people, but you also write songs for people too. But then you also write, you also do screenwriting. Absolutely. Now was that was screenwriting something that you've done that you've done naturally or there did you have to get bit by that bug first? Naturally. I've never taken a class. Salute to those that do, you know, some people, you know, they you know, they want to be good before they go into that career phase. I've never taken a class. I've never, even with my book, I've never done an outline, written it on paper first, and then put it on my laptop. Mm -mm. I open my laptop and just... Just go. Just go. <laughs> I let the characters tell the story. <laughs> it's easy. There we I, go, come on. <laughs> Your characters talk to you too, huh? Oh my God. I think they talk to all authors. If there's any authors out there listening, we usually become the characters or they just talk to us and we get tired. And when we get tired, that's when we get writer's block because they stop talking. I feel like when an author and author gets writer's block, that's when the characters, they be on hush mode. That's oh, yeah. my opinion. I don't know about nobody else. but Oh, but that, that's me. That's me too. That's me too. <laughs> Yo, hush mode, yo, hush mode. Like, why y'all not talking to me right now? And I, and, and I, I, I personally feel, I personally feel, feel, I feel lonely if they don't say nothing to me. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's, that sounds crazy as hell, but that's but listen to me. If you're an author, you're a writer. If your characters ain't talking to you on a daily, on a, at least on a daily basis, something ain't something's wrong. Exactly. Wow, but screenwriter, I mean, now. Quiet is kept, and I'm gonna say this because I've seen a lot. I've seen some. I've seen a lot of your posts. You, you've written stuff for some screen or some screenwriters, some stuff for some heavy hitters in the bit of the game. Um, one of those being Netflix. Oh yeah. How do how do you how do, how does one? This is, and I'm trying to. I want to see. Maybe you could probably you know, kind of. You know, the code, the code, the matrix, or something like that. How does one get in contact with? I won't say contact, but how does one attract heavy hitters like that? You know, Netflix. What? I mean, but okay. Netflix. You got folks like Netflix and Hulu, all these streaming streaming companies that that have that break down. Don't get me wrong, Netflix and Hulu. They put they put out some banging ass content. So does and so does and so does Prime Video. But how does one like? How does one get in contact with these guys? How does one produce? content for them well with netflix they do not accept unsolicited unsolicited manuscripts if that makes sense i, I, you, I get you 
have to be have to be have to be represented by an agent or an agent or a, um or some kind of firm and then they have to already have a relationship with netflix now with me as a writer a background writer somebody i can't say the name i can't i'm on the contracts right now it's so much that i could say um somebody mentioned me and my work to an executive over there okay so they have they netflix has this thing with writers um it's not a think tank per se it's more of a i don't know a boot camp or what have you instead of a you know how you go to an orientation for a job or an interview it's something like that but it's more in depth because they're not about to play with you if you not what they're looking for for their clients because a lot of authors you know they write scripts they submit them right not what netflix is looking for they hire writers background writers you want to call it ghost writers whatever you want to call us they hire us to go in there and we go over the um you know the manuscript or the screenplay and it's not like the authors are not unaware but we go in there and we make it pop before it hits the screen if that makes sense it does we add the ahs and the oohs and the oh my god or no she didn't or i will literally kill him moments that's what we do so one of my big clients mentioned that and it was up from there i had to submit it was hard i had to submit three separate um screenplays and it had to be my own and i did that i didn't hear from them for four maybe five months i was getting nervous at that point and then one day i checked my email and there was a contract and and all that nda all of that i had to sign all of that so when people say oh you're a ghostwriter you wrote for this person but why because they can sue me if i exactly they can sue me obviously y'all don't know what a ghostwriter is and what we have to sign i cannot say a thing i mean i can if they let me or if they ask me i could promote their work but only if they give me permission to and even then i have to promote their book as theirs because that's what we do i mean yeah we write it but at the same time hey we sign that contract we're paid to go on hush mode of course got to because if not and i with nobody i don't got time for that listen i got stuff to do so I don't think anybody wants to be sitting there courted for a lock for a lawsuit. No way, Jose. Exactly not. I mean, you like I said, you written for, for like Netflix. I mean, and Netflix is a like a head like a heavy hitter in the streaming services. Like as far as streaming services, you know, like I said, Hulu and Amazon and Amazon and Prime Video put out great stuff too. Don't get don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. But to write for Netflix though, wow. Now, 
this is this is kind of like the sixty-four million dollar question, I, and I and I I gotta I'm gonna ask you this because it's kind of because it's one of those things I thought I've thought about. Okay. Would you ever consider writing for Tyler Perry? <laughs> did somebody ask you? Did somebody ask you that before? Or nobody asked you that. No, 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 no. They didn't ask me. Um, it was a an elderly lady. Um, she's never read the kind of stuff that I write. Mind you, I write Christian fiction too, but. One day, it was her daughter. She's one of my big supporters. She was reading it, and she inboxed me. And she was like, have you ever considered reaching out to Mr. Tyler Perry? I said, ma'am, I love you so much for that, but I would never. Because I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you why I would never reach out to him. I'm a huge fan, by the way. But when he built that studio, you know, when he built that studio in Atlanta for everybody was on this man. Hey, Tyler Perry, give me a chance. I'm a great writer this and I'm a great writer that. No, 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 no. And I'm not being cocky, but if I have an opportunity to work with someone like Mr. Tyler Perry, I want it to be because he discovered my work himself. Not because I'm all in the man inbox and sending him this and sending him that and all of that. No, 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 no. I just want him to actually right. see my work, give me great feedback, even the bad feedback, because I accept that. Unlike other authors, they can't stand bad criticism. I love it because it helps me grow. It does. It helps me grow. And then when I come back with something new, those same people that gave me like one or two stars they end up giving me five stars or they end up becoming lifetime supporters. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But I want him to authentically discover my work and tell me where I can approve instead of just hounding the man and stuff like that. So that's how I feel about that. Cool. I got it, but I, I like that though. Now, I am going to ask a controversial question. And I and I got that. I'm gonna ask this because I because I think it's I, I feel I think it's relevant because you are a screenwriter, mm -hmm. and you have written for a bit for for you have written for heavy hitters and stuff like that. Okay. Looking at the current wave of, and we're gonna use we're I'm basically using Tyler Perry stuff for an example. I'm, this is not it's not a it's not a dig on him or anything of that nature. Okay. Looking at the recent wave of the things that he's that he's written, produced, and put out here, mm -hmm. from Sisters to the Oval Office to House of Pain, all all everything that he's put out, is there is if you, when you look at the entirety of it, do you think there's any? Do you think as far as the writing part of it is, there, do you think there's anything that could be improved upon, as far as like the way he portrays? Um, the way he portrays women characters, the way he portrays, the way he portrays big characters, and so on. I do. I wouldn't say improve per se. I would say this: a lot of his men audience don't like to watch his work because a lot of them are those characters. You right. have guy, the Charles man, and. Diary of a Mad Black Woman. You have men like that for real. Oh, you yeah, have, for sure. You have men that's cheating on their woman and 
you know, downsizing her because he thinks he's um, superior. You have men that, because your woman is packing on a few pounds, but how you know that she's sitting up there eating and she doesn't care to take care of herself, how do you know that's not unhappy weight? Um, she could be unhappy with you. She could be stressed out. I'm going to give you an example. And I don't know if this person is watching or not. If he is, I really don't care because I'm going to speak my truth. We friends. But anyway, when I was in a relationship with somebody and they would get so angry at me when they felt like they were being attacked and I wasn't attacked. I, Lord forbid, I wasn't attacking them. I was trying to just guide them and basically heal them. But they already have stuff going on in their life. So I can't fault them for that. But on the other hand, I didn't do it to you. But anyway, they would attack me mentally. They would call me stuff like stupid. I have a 4.5 GPA in criminal justice. Um, they would say that. Okay, so I had weight loss surgery back in 2020. Because I was an unhealthy, unhealthy weight of 300 pounds. It don't look like it, but I was. I had to have the surgery because I couldn't lose weight naturally because of a, um, a health condition. But right. they call me a once fat bitch. I'm sorry for to say that on your channel, but I'm just, I don't sugarcoat. So I Girl, you, you good, Shawty. You good, Shawty. Don't worry about this. We, we, can, we, can, we keep it all the way in note over here. This man called me a one once fat bitch. And I hope he's watching. Cause I can't, I tried to tell him how that made me feel, but he don't get it. He, he wouldn't get it. He would call me a once fat bitch. He once told me that he had to think about another woman and just to, and yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here taking this. I'm taking this and I'm taking it. I'm taking it and I'm taking it. But when I started to defend myself, I became the villain. I was dirty. I was wrong. I was all of that. But not once did he ever pay attention to everything that he said to me and how it affected me because of my past trauma as a child, as a young girl going through a lot of that. You see? So when I see Tyler Perry movies and I see men, I don't like Tyler Perry. No, you don't like that man because a lot of it is true. A lot of men see themselves and some of them men characters or male characters that Tyler Perry and just like the women he write a lot of women characters that ain't no good either okay um yeah he do trust me and I pointed those out too but what I'm saying that to say this I don't think his work needs improvement I just think that he needs to show more of the men being in perfect relationships I know Plenty of men that have been abused by women physically, but they don't talk about it because, you know, they have that pride, that male ego. I'm a man. I'm not going to tell nobody else that my woman beating me. I, I ain't no punk. Listen, sir, if that woman is putting her hands on you and you ain't doing nothing to her, you need to talk to somebody. You need to go get healed, pray for and everything else before you jump into another relationship because all of that trauma you got will bleed onto the next woman and that's not fair to her because she didn't do it to you and it's vice versa word. with bleeding on men you see what i'm saying i got you word that's up man i do i mean 
I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I, don't, I won't say that I don't like his material. I, mean, I do. I just know that it kind of like it falls up under to me, it falls up under specific tropes. And it kind of follows that that particular that line. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, it falls up under that narrative line. I'm like, I'm not saying it's not good because it is. Because usually if you if you if you say it, if you, it's usually when people say they don't like that, it's some aspect about them that is that is touching. Yeah, it's touching. It's, it's touching. It's touching the nerve with mm-hmm. you because you can't because you can you can relate to it because you the because you the fucked up person. Yeah, it's like looking in a mirror and you can't stand what you're looking at, so you just want to punch the mirror. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, I get it. So I mean, like, so you know what? So I got it. So cause, because you because like I said, I mean, I'm still amazed at the simple fact that you're writing for Netflix. Jeez, <laughs> who's next? Hulu, Prime Video. Who? Who's next? Fubu T, Fubu TV, or something like that. Who else? I can't say. Um, like I said, one of those that you name, yes, but I can't say who. No, you um, good. I will say this though. I have so many of my own scripts. My novels that I have scripts, and I'm going to submit them, but right now I'm not ready. I know when I'm ready. I know the world will be ready. I know when to release something. You see what I'm saying? I'm not that spontaneous with my work like other authors. I just, I go off for energy, if that makes sense. It does. So I'm not just going to say, oh, here, I'm going to submit this. If I feel like it's not ready, because some of my work, like when I write it and I go, I will, I'll be like, mm-mm, because if I was a reader on the other side, I'd give me a one star. Girl, if you don't go back and fix, I'd be just like, I swear, I'd be just like that. But um, I can't say, but just know I'm working on a lot of new stuff. A lot of Uh-oh. new stuff. Oh. Mm hmm. Some more, some more stuff, some more stuff, some more stuff to uh, the, some more stuff to read, some stuff, some stuff to get five star ratings to. Some stuff to read. Um, I have three authors, male authors, that's going to sign under um Seven Crowns. You know, Seven Crowns is my male at- yep. atmospheric, and then Balsett is for the ladies. So. Oh yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so let me ask you about. So I got. So let's talk about. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about the pivot from. Now, from an author, screenwriter, so now an entrepreneur, um, how how easy or how difficult was that pivot for you? Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) going way back, like I said, I was signed to a publishing company, Ebony Oliver, K.S. Oliver, that was her pen name. I was signed to her for eight years, Diamante Publications. I was the first lady of that company. And when I say first lady, it wasn't just a title. If anybody submitted to Diamante Publications, you better believe your manuscript came across my desk. If I felt like you wasn't diamond or Diamante material, get away. <laughs> you didn't get a contract from Ebony mm-hmm. Oliver. Because she, I ain't trying to be mean. I'm just saying, she respected my opinion that much. I will go to her and say, uh, no. Wow. Literally say, but that they, I, I don't care. But can they keep the audience attention though? 
you should be able to grab your audience attention with the title alone in the prologue or the synopsis. They shouldn't have to read the chapter, the first three chapters to, you know, get into your work. If you can't capture them with the title, the synopsis or the prologue, you need to go right back to where you came from and rewrite or add more. So, and then um, over the years, over the years, my craft grew and she was my mentor. I'll never forget what she said to me. <laughs> she said that, no, she said mini me. She used to call me her mini me, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She used to call me her mini me. She said, mini me, by the time I get through with you, you are going to have the blueprint to this urban industry. You are the blueprint. You just don't know it yet. I said, what? No, I'm not. <laughs> I used to just say that to her. Because I came in this industry in my 20s. I think I was, what, 28, 27, 28? I'm 36 now. But anyway. Wow. Yeah, she taught me a lot. We had our ups and downs. I don't know if it's because we were both Sagittarius. I mean, her birthday was on December 4th. Mine is December 5th. And people yeah, would that's it. people would that's actually, it. yeah people would actually if if Ebony had beef with somebody they would beef with me too because I'm her first so automatically they gonna think hey yeah I did have her back but at the same time you know we had different lives outside of the industry um right but like I said Ebony taught me everything I know so when somebody say that you know what you're doing I look at them crazy like, what? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> You're going to ask me? That's the tone of voice I have. But, um, yeah. And then when I start working with them and I start showing them how to brand, how to market, link them with the best editors and promoters and everything, they come back and be like, I should have talked to you sooner. And I just look at them like, listen, <laughs> I'm here. You're on your own. I'm about to let your hand go. You got this. And a lot of them don't want to let go. They they want to stay um, under my wings, but I want them to fly on their own. Right. Please. They got to. Please. That's, I'm leading you, but I can only take you so far. You see what I'm saying? So there's that. Right. Man. Whew. So that so that so that pivot really was easy for you. You was already in a position to do it. You was already in a position. You mm -hmm. just had boundaries. You just had to have the the, the like the things in order. So you was already in a position to pivot. Absolutely. Wow, that's it's. I guess and I guess it's easy to pivot. It's easy to pivot when you already have the mentorship and the people and the people behind you to do it. Mm -hmm. it's a lot more difficult when you don't have mentorship and people behind you to pivot because it makes that pivot a lot more difficult. And now you have to wade through those muddy, those muddy ass waters to get to, to either get to the shore or get to the clear water. But you were already in the, you were already in the, in the right place at the, you was already in the right place at the right time. It was just a matter of where you went to, when to kind of, when to kind of break away and do your own thing. Mm-hmm. And I was scared. I did not want to break away. I didn't. I did not. I was like, I don't know what to do. She was like, girl, <laughs> everything I taught you and showed you, you don't know what to do. I said, no, what? 
But you know what? I built that empire, those empires by myself based off of what she told me. Right. It wasn't given to me. Yeah, she gave me advice. That's all she did. She stopped at the advice. I had to bring in my own clientele. I had to bring in my own audience. And I did that. It was hard, but I did that. Because I was no longer under Ebony, Ebony's wings. I, I, you know, I was branching off. I branched off on my own. So I had to revamp everything, you know, and I had to build that. And that's what a lot of people don't get. Like people in the industry quick to say, oh, you, you just up there because of who you know. No, I'm where I'm at because I took some good ass advice and I multiplied it. And I flipped it into my own. That's what I did. See, that's that's the that's the thing. I don't I don't like the simple. I don't like that fact that when people say that you're up, that you're where you are because of who you know. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro. I'm up here because I'm here because of what I do. Absolutely. I'm here. I'm here because I'm, I'm here because my books and my content speak for itself. Mm-hmm. I'm here because my integrity as a writer, as a writer of multiple genres of books and screenwriter, I'm here because all that speaks for itself. I ain't, I ain't here because somebody gave me a silver spoon and said here, or somebody gave me the keys to the kingdom and said here, take the keys. This is my kingdom. Do with it. Do with it as you will. I'm here because I because I work because I've worked hard for it. I'm here because my blood, sweat, and tears got me to where I am. If anybody says any different than that, man, fuck that. And fuck them. I mean, I, I hate I hate when people say that. Especially, especially, <laughs> in, especially in the urban lit industry, kiddo. I'm, I know I don't I know I don't write street lit or urban lit. I know mm-hmm. I don't do that. But I have but I have several. But I know I have several friends and associates who do that who write in those in those genres. And they are people that I respect highly. You know. I respect these guys. I respect these people highly. These these gentlemen, these these gents and women, high, gents, gents and ladies highly. And the question I want to ask to you is with Urban Lit being so saturated and I, you, I think you know what I mean when I say saturated with is there is is there is there a way for that to be to is there a way for Urban Lit to kind of not just stand out on its own, but to be better than better than just the um, the street stories and the hood stories? Is it is it or is it or is it just defined is it defined just by those? Can can we can it evolve beyond those or 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 what? It can evolve. But as long as you have so many, too many authors writing about basically the same thing, no shade, but I'm going to tell you like I see it. You pay attention as an urban author. You pay attention to what's selling. And I'm talking about the title. Right. You have so many titles that say billionaire and millionaire and thug and side chick this, but guess what? That's what's selling. And it's making a lot of these authors and publishers a lot of money. So you want to make that money too, right? You need the money. So you're going to jump on board. I'm not knocking nobody hustle because I've done it before. 
I mean, there were times where my books weren't doing good and I pay attention to what's, you know, what's selling, what the readers want. Right. And my titles went from, you know, romantic drama, something like that to ratchet and, you know, something like that, you know, to get my monies up. I do think that urban fiction can evolve, but it cannot do that if it's competition. And I say competition because you have some that genuinely support you, support their fellow authors, brothers and sisters. You have some only there for the paycheck. Listen, they don't care. They don't care if they get one, two, three reviews as long as they get a paycheck. Then you have some, you have the masses. All they care about is image. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. You will have some authors or or whoever, they so focused on looking good to their readers that they, they literally reel them in. And I'm not, not again, because I've done contests and everything, but if I got to give you a gift card or, or a, a Gucci bag, Louis Vuitton bag for you to give me the review that I deserve. I don't want it. Because then let's say I purposely write a trash book and I know it's trash. But then I sit up there and I promote a contest that says, oh, if you enter into this contest, read review and show me proof of the um, review, I'm going to give you a Gucci bag. Authentic. I'm going to give you a Dior, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get a lot of fake five-star reviews knowing your novel Ooh, was because you purposely wrote it that way. But you're going to get that five-star review from a lot of readers because they want that bag. No, 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 no. I want the truth. I want honesty. I don't want, I don't want the fake, you know what I'm saying? I don't want the fake love. I don't want to have to buy you for you to support me. Support me genuinely and earn you know what i'm saying earn that gift earn it if i if i gotta buy if i gotta buy your respect or your loyalty damn it i don't want it that's what i'm saying if i gotta buy if i gotta buy your review no a lot of authors what i'm saying right now a lot of authors will look at this and take it the wrong way only because they want to only the guilty ones that know that they're you know probably sweetening and softening up their readers with gifts and all of that. I love my supporters. I love them to death. I do contests too. But I make sure to mention in that caption when I promote it, I say honest review. Honest. Exactly. No five-star review just because you want that bag or that gift card. Girl, if my book is trash, you better tell me. Exactly. You might still get that prize for being honest with me. You see what I'm saying? There you go. There you go. I feel you on that, man. I feel you. I mean, I look at the state of urban lit, and I I know that there's there's enough there's enough seats at that table for everybody to fit. That everybody sit down, and there's exactly. enough food on that table for everybody to sit down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's all about the invitation and competition. Like, why I gotta be your competition? We already oh especially the female mm-hmm. authors, the black female authors in so much competition with, with each other. I'm going to tell you why. 
sis. <laughs> I am not your competition. Instead of us being in competition, we can learn from each other. I can learn from you. You can learn from me. And we will be one hell of a force if we click together instead of being in competition. But we too busy. In, well, not we, but some of them in competition with each other because they don't want the next one to bypass them if that makes sense. You know, I get it. I do. Like yeah, 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 I get it. Every man wants to be the alpha male. Every female wants to be the alpha female too. Don't get it twisted. Trust me. <laughs> Ooh, you can't be alpha if you're not willing to learn before you teach or lead. You see what I'm saying? Because a go. good leader and a good teacher learns first. In order to lead, you have to be led first. Exactly. But I can't. I feel you on that one. Don't nobody listen to me. <laughs> look, I'm just, I look, look, but no, I'm being real though. That's the truth. But I mean, if, if anybody, if if any authors that's on that's listening, if you take a, if you take away anything from what we what we talking about, take away this. If you want to be in the front, you gotta be you gotta be behind first. You can't all of a sudden jump to the front of the line and talk about I'm a leader. No, 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 sir. You have you need to be behind, right. or you need to be up under somebody first. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't say I'm a leader. You can't beat your chest and say I'm a leader. And you ain't led on you ain't you you ain't been led by nobody. Mm -hmm. The blind leading the blind. Bro, what's your what's your track what's your track record look like? Exactly. Have you been have you been led by somebody? <laughs> Matter of fact, has, has anybody given you a chance to lead? Even if it's a small minute role. If you ain't did all that, I'm not getting behind you. I know that's right. Like, mm -mm, you leading me somewhere, and I'm gonna be lost just like we both gonna be lost. Mm -mm. If you if you not, if you haven't been led, or you ain't been you ain't lead, you have you haven't been led by somebody, or you ain't been you ain't been a, been a leader in some capacity. No, can't do it. Won't do it. Amen. Amen. Re, capital R, refuse. Capital R, fuse. No, can't do it. Won't do it. <laughs> Cause it's cause that's like cause now because now I'm submitting myself to your leadership, and you ain't been you ain't been properly led by somebody. You ain't been you ain't even led anybody. What? How am I going to battle with you? You you green you green as hell. Very and like I tell people when they you sure you know y'all have no idea what I've been through in this industry. Okay, when I say I can get you there or close to there, I can do that. I I have the the leverage i have the the bad stories when somebody come to me and they want me to help them brand themselves and everything i give them the entire rundown of what i've been through in this industry i'm gonna tell you why because a lot of a lot of people sit up there and they sugarcoat i can get you this far it's gonna be peaches and cream stop lying you're gonna have haters you're gonna have people who love your book people who don't love your book you're gonna have people try to slander your name because you're new and they feel threatened i've been through all of that it's, i give it to them and then by the time i'm done i say this are you sure and if they say yeah <laughs> if they say no i say blessings to you and good luck basically that's how I go. That's how I gotta be. So look, I, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed this conversation with you because I know you because look, you've been you've been dropping you actually been dropping some damn dropping some gems on here, man. You've been dropping <laughs> some gems on here. So 
I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you this I'm gonna give you this moment to give you to step to like to give yourself a shameless plug to let everybody know who you are, where they can find you at, what you got going on, the the stuff that you the stuff that you can tell us about. Okay. And, and everything else, everything else in everything else in between. So you have the floor. Go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna try to make this quick because I do got a business meeting soon. Um, on Zoom. I'm working on, like I say, a screenplay three for my novels. Um, I don't want to disclose. I can because they're my novels, but I just, you know, I want it to be solidified first. I'm also, like I said, I have right. three masters that's coming to Seven Crowns. And I'm so excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> because No, because male authors, they don't even get no shine from a lot of, I'm going to give them their shine, trust me. But um, right. I'll talk about that a little later if I'm welcome to come back to the show. Oh, uh, beat uh, uh, Sue Casa, beat Casa, Sue <laughs> Thank you, because I might bring them with me this time. So they can oh, but aside from that, there's a new movie on Netflix that I helped to write. I can't say the name. I know you said say what I can do, but I'm just a lot of people who know my work, they know. They'll find out because they know my writing. But anyway, also I went out today and I looked at this office space. Um uh -oh. Oh yeah, I'm trying to move my in-home office into this little small. It ain't nothing big, but it's it's gonna be mine. Let's put it like that. And I'm gonna work, um, work out of that building. Seven Crowns Bossette Behavior Presents, which is the other publishing company, and Bossette Behavior LLC, which is the ghostwriting company, and all of that. All three of those are gonna be operated out of that building. And once, um, you know, I finish the the work order for it, cause it needs some work. And I get Ooh. it to my liking. Then I'm going to be hiring other writers to be ghost writers, to be, you know, consultants. Um, I have that going on. And then, oh, God, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was invited to do a live stream um, TV video interview with um, a host. He's an wow. award-winning host. I posted that on my Facebook, Sakara Yvette, or however y'all choose to say it, Yvette Yvette Wilson. You will see it because it'll pop up. <laughs> exactly. Um, I got invited to do that interview. I'm still working on that and stuff like that. And we're trying to work out the schedule and all of that good stuff to see if do he want me to travel to his studio, the studio. Or do I do it like live from home and have this big setup in my house or whatever? I don't like a lot of people in my house though. But anyway, um, I have that. Oh, I have my clothing brand. Oh, watch out. Evolution's watch out, Entourage. Evolution's Entourage is for the men. Um, and then I have the royalty collection for the women. So it's, just a lot. it's just a lot. You got your hands in everything, lady. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm rebooting <laughs> my cosmetics line, Goddess of Eden, skincare and cosmetics. When I launched that back in 2019, it sold out the first day. I kid you not. I sold out. And I had, what, 
up to 2,000 different products and all of it sold out in one day. I'm relaunching that and I'm going to do my boutique, my clothing boutique. It's going to be um, Boss Dreams Fashions and Accessories. This is going to be for women who's looking for a job. They want to go on a job interview and don't have that look. You know, um, that's going to be nonprofit. It was going to be like a boutique boutique, but I'm going to turn it into nonprofit because a lot of women, you know, a lot of people can't afford that. So right. we're going to give them the look for free. You see what I'm saying? If they choose to purchase extra, then they can. Um, and then my wine, Dijon wine, vegan wine. Um, my liquor license, my Pennsylvania license for that was um, not approved because I didn't have all of the um, necessary documentation. I didn't know that I needed. So I refiled that. So I'm waiting on that as well. Other than that, that's it. For now. Hey. Let me tell y'all, she got a lot of hands and a lot of things, but but she but she can't but she keeps it tight. Due to a due to being able to being able to balance all this stuff, Ooh. gotta have a gotta have balance. Balance yeah. you have to have balance, and then when you don't have balance, everything goes to hell in the handbasket. And I have to and I commend you, I commend you, I commend you, Vet, for having Thanks. that balance to be able to do all these things at what to hold on, juggle all these things at one time, and still be an awesome mom, and then still be able to, you know. Have the energy to do uh, do do uh, do other things. So I uh, so I most definitely commend you, and most definitely congratulate you on your own your success, and also just you know wish you the best on all your uh, and Thank your you. continued success and all your endeavors, man. Um, I know you got to get out. I know you got to get out here because you got a Zoom meeting. So I I'm not gonna, I ain't gonna hold you, but I appreciate you coming here, taking the time out of a Friday evening. To hang, to hang out with me and kick it with me, man. And like I said, once you get those brothers, those brothers owing, hey, like I said, Zuka, be, be Castle, Sue Castle. So Thank bring them over and we, 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 we will do it. We will do it. Look look here, lady. Look here. I've enjoyed this so much, man. Ladies and gentlemen, I am, for those who do not know this lady, let me introduce y'all to her. And for those who do know her, let me reintroduce y'all to her, man. Ghostwriter, screenwriter, author, entrepreneur, Business owner and all an all around literary badass, Miss Vet Wilson, y'all. Look, check her, check her out on her Facebook page, check her out on her Instagram page, check out Boss Ed Behaviors. You can also check out Seven Crowns Publications. They got some great things coming coming up, and also you know keep a, just keep a lookout for any for some stuff that's been written by her, man. Because you might because you you might know the next the next the next the next Netflix film or the next Hulu film or the next streaming service film. If you look at the credits, you might see her. You might see her name on there. So uh, when you do, just give just give her a quick shout out and congratulations, y'all. It's it's well deserved. It's well deserved. So that I I appreciate you coming on tonight. Like I said, I know you got I know you got Zoom me to get to. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and get up out of here. You have a you have a great Friday and enjoy the rest of your weekend, my dear. Thank you. You are welcome, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Matt mm -hmm. Wilson in the building. Matt Wilson in the building. Look, it is a great, it's a great thing to know to have people who are multi-talented and multi-faceted because those people who are multi-talented and multi-faceted, they bring they bring a lot of things to the table. They bring they bring their passion, they bring their energy, they bring their their drive, they bring their 
their will to their will to do the best and do what they need to do to make sure they make sure what they do is the best that they can produce. It's a lot. It's a lot of people out here in this world that that are like that. When you see those people out there on the streets or out there, out here doing their thing, congratulate them. Give them a good, give them a big ups. Give them a thumbs up. Salute them. You know what I'm saying? You never know what you cover. You never know who you be. Who you, you never know. You never know. You just never know. Ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna cut my time for the night, man. But hey, look, I just want to tell I want to tell you guys what we'll let you guys know that you know we're putting out we're putting out we're we're putting out some great content for you guys. Just keep your eyes on keep your eyes on your keep your eyes on us and your ears to the ground for us, man. We put we're putting out some great content, man. So so do me that favor, man. Follow us and follow us on all our social media platforms. Check out our YouTube page. Um Look at a video. Look at it. Look at one of our shows or not. Look at what uh, maybe one or two of our shows. If you like what you see, like what you see, and you hear, and if it, it resonates with you, why not hit the subscribe button, hit that bell notification to be notified of an upcoming or future episode. Um, I would be personally. I have. I have this. I have a Facebook page out called Man Cave Conversations. Um, and you can literally find it on Facebook. Type I type it in Man Cave Conversations. Um. I put out. I put out. A, I put. I do. I put out. A, I put out a daily question, and I also put out some some content there for for uh, for for us brothers. We us, us as men, we need to. Yeah, I'm just gonna put it like this and be real with y'all. There's so many say. There's so many spaces for women, and this is not. This is not a knock on women or anything of that nature. There's so many spaces for women, but there's not enough spaces for men. And I created this space for for us, mm -hmm. so that we can so we, that we can come together as a collective of men and just talk about situations that talk about things that concern us. It's not often that uh, a a collection of men get together and we talk about things that that concern us or that that are relevant to us. So check out Man Cave Conversations on Facebook, man. We're that's where that's where it's at. That's where we're at, right? That's where we're at. I am looking at I am gonna be doing an Instagram page on it very really, really soon. Um just check us out, man. And also just check out, also make sure you keep you keep you tuned into uh, to the to my other to our other host. Latay Harris Gooden, Coco Fit Quit Joe's, you know, Critical Conversations, Girl Chat, Girl Chat Wednesday, Girl Chat Two, I'm Girl Chat Tuesday. Um, the check-in on Wednesdays. My life has destiny on Mondays and Fridays. We got some great content that's coming out for you guys. The author's alley, the, the author's alley, the author's on Mondays and Thursdays. I'm sorry, my life has destiny. And then the author's alley on Fridays. We got some great content for you guys. So just keep your eye, keep your ears up, keep your eyes on us, and keep your ears to the ground with us, man. But like I said, that's gonna do my time for tonight, man. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take, we go, I'm gonna take you guys home. With a little bit of some music, some music. Uh, let's see where we go. Let's see how we're going to take y'all home tonight, man. Let's see. We're going to take y'all home with, oh, uh, yeah. We're going to take y'all home with a little something that I did mm -hmm. while back. Um, big shout out to Yah Hunter Jr. for um, the part that got to produce the track. Um, the name of the song is called Real Talk. I'm real, I'm proud of it. I'm really proud of it. And I'm actually going to, actually planning on doing some things, some, some bits of things with this song. Um, one of those is be one of those will be a video, but so keep your eyes out on that. As I always like to tell you guys, man, number one, take care of each other. Number two, 
loving on each other. Level three is a crazy ass world out here that we live in. So by all means, and please just heed this one, man. Man, take be safe out there, y'all. Be safe out there, man. I love y'all with the love of God. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Love you. Peace. That's honey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Angry Man is back. I'm back. That's right. Y'all ain't know that I can rock like that. Y'all ain't know that I can rock like that. Nah, nah. Y'all ain't know that I can rock like that. Y'all ain't know that I can rock like that. Yeah, yeah. Y'all ain't know that I can rock like that. Y'all ain't know that I can rock like that. Uh huh. Y'all ain't know that I can rock like that. United we fall, divided we rise. That's all they ever see when they look in our eyes. I ain't the least bit surprised. And I don't even ask why I study Looking for love and all we get is despise They proper lying What? Meaning they falsely prophesying Talking about we really living But we steadily dying Tired of mothers crying Damn. And fathers silently raging There's gotta be a way to escape this situation Now Yup Come on Verse 2 Search for brighter days to escape the maladies. Giving homage to the folks that passed away. I speak life with the words I say, and that's the weapon I use to keep the evil at bay. I don't play when it comes to mind. My rhymes speak of a revolution. This time is by design, and I'ma drop these deposits. So if you scared, take your ass to the closet. Why? Let me tell you this. Let's go. I got one bold verse for you. Get them off of that. Listen to me now, verse 3 I drop gems, representing lugs and tens with backpacks I got props like Black Moon, they want to back like Dimes I'm one mic like Nas, I'm the Southern player Let's the cat that beat them odds I'm coming out hard, we coming out hard Yes sir Y'all didn't know that I can rock like that <laughs> One time for your mind Representing for the deuce deuce That's right Put it down for the deuce tray Let's go Mr. Angry Man Ha <laughs> ha